Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our custom of following up our Christmas message with a message for the new year. This sermon was delivered on December 26, 2021. Each new year, Pastor Harris warns us of anti-biblical ideas or trends found in our society. This week, we cover the issues of postmodernism, gender fluidity, redefined racism, diversity, and inclusion, to name a few. Please follow along as Pastor Jim delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, Don't Be Carried Away. And they say, Every person of every gender needs to be included, but they're presupposing the idea that there are dozens of different genders, and people may change gender from day to day, from morning to afternoon. We have to be inclusive of all of this, and we want to include every person of every political viewpoint but if you don't agree with the politics of whoever is doing the training, you are excluded. So it's not inclusion. It's inclusion with a whole new programming of redefinitions of words. That's why I call these poisoned-laced terms. If you don't um, go along with the diversity and inclusion training, you get rejected. There are several people in our church family facing the possibility of end of their livelihood if they don't buckle under to diversity and inclusion training. And if you think that's overstatement, stick around. I'll introduce you to some after church. You, you get the idea. And I could go on and on plucking off easy targets. But I just want to make the point that as people who believe the truth, as followers of Jesus Christ, those who believe that every person needs a Savior and there is only one Savior, the world around us is becoming less and less tolerant of what we have to say. But we have to keep saying it. You don't stop telling truth because it becomes unpopular. The plan of of God from the time that Jesus ascended to the Father and, and committed to His followers to take the message to the whole world, the plan of God has always been that Christians would speak the truth in love to anyone who will listen. And ever since then, the good news that Christ died for your sins, He was buried, He rose again the third day, that has been repeated person to person and generation to generation. And every time someone hears that truth and believes, recognizes his or her sin and need for a Savior, God opens that heart and forgiveness is poured out. And the one who believes is adopted into the family of God, given eternal life, promised an eternal inheritance that is imperishable and undefiled and never, change away, never, never fades away. 
That's the truth. We have the truth. And if people want to say, my truth can beat up your truth, my friend, you have the best truth. <laughs> the, the true truth. And I'm amazed we have to ever have to say that. But more than ever, it's crucial to realize that while our message never changes, the opposition to the message changes. And the opposition to those who deliver the message is rapidly heating up. A year ago, there was no one in our church family threatened with firing if he or she did not receive a vaccination. Matter of fact, there were no vaccinations for COVID a year ago. Matter of fact, last New Year's Eve, I got COVID. And lo and behold, I survived, I think. Um, a year ago, there was no one in our church family that was pulled aside from doing the job they were hired to do to be forced to spend several days receiving diversity and inclusion training. Now, that's the norm for everyone who works in large companies or the government. And the threat of firing for noncompliance, it's real. Now, it's making it up to the Supreme Court. But the fact that there are people who think that it's a good idea to fire people over that, that is kind of scary. A year ago, no one would have thought that churches in at least this hemisphere would be seized and padlocked for not complying with health mandates. Now it's a reality. Just north of us, a few hundred miles in Canada. A year ago, no one thought that Bible-believing pastors would be arrested for leading services during a pandemic in a manner that was deemed unworthy by non-elected government bureaucrats and even some few elected officials as well, but it's happening. Over and over in the last few decades, I, I've been trying to make the point, and I think it's getting easier for people to see it. The point is, the United States is an aberration in church history. It's an aberration for Christians. Unlike most believers in most countries, for most of the history of Christianity, Christians in the United States for over 200 years have enjoyed great freedom and even appreciation from our government and from our society in general for the good works that are done. But most of our brothers and sisters elsewhere have faced relentless persecution in one way or another. Some of the pastors that are supported by Praise International, I, whose board I, I serve on in, in, in Western Africa, have had children shot in the back, murdered by terrorists while they burnt down the church and the houses and the grain supply of all of the Christians in the villages. That's more normal for most people who have been followers of Jesus Christ, but it's not that way anymore. The amount of opposition to Christians and churches is increasing exponentially in our part of the world. Martyrdom is a real concern for many Christians in many countries. 
You know, the worst century for martyrdom was the 20th. You know which one is going to outstrip that? The 21st. We're well on pace. There are Christians being murdered for the crime of proclaiming Christ. This is the environment in which we're going to have to live in the next year and however many years more we might have. It's going to be harder and harder to fly under the radar. Those who lack the resolve to stand for the truth are going to be challenged and exposed as hypocrites and ridiculed and either converted to the delusion or canceled. And those who do stand for the truth are going to be targeted all the more bitterly. You know, my parents said it, your parents probably said it, I'm saying it now, the world is going crazy. Even though it thinks it's getting smarter. We opened up the mailbox one day last week, and uh, I got a postcard from the Department of Health and Welfare. The purpose of the postcard was to notify me, now brace yourself for this, the postcard was to notify me that they were going to send me a letter. I don't know how I was supposed to prepare for this event or what the significance was. Um, And I just thought that's government silliness. You have to be a government bureaucracy to do anything that silly. Just send the letter. You know, uh, well... They did send a letter. It arrived in the post office on the same day as the postcard. (laughs) I chalked that up to standard government foolishness. And by the way, Marcia got an identical postcard and letter on that same day. Well, then I read the letter. The purpose of this letter was to advise me about my advanced directive for end-of-life preferences. You know, you can fill out those things and have them on file so that if you're taken to a hospital and the system has the information, your wishes will be followed for whether you want to be resuscitated or not, things like that, what, uh, what you would do. Um, and they wanted to notify me of a new regulation. The new regulation says that if I am pregnant my non-resuscitation orders will be ignored. So I read the letter again, and that's really what it actually said. So I did exactly what you're doing. I laughed at the absurdity of sending that letter to a nice suburban couple in their 70s. And then the import of that letter sunk in. There was a reason behind it. Someone is believing the delusion that there's no such thing as specific genders. So they were notifying me that now I can say, yippee, if I change my mind about whether I'm a boy or a girl and I get pregnant, my state government will look out for the unborn child. So, what's going on? It was someone forced to write that utterly absurd letter because of redefining a word that has a very specific meaning, gender. You see, this is where the world is headed. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.